0: I, uh, I stayed up late because I couldn't quit. So I uh, normally have four pages of notes. Like I have six today. Don't let me scare you. Don't let me scare you. I normally have four pages of notes. I have six today. Yeah. Um, God is doing things. Whether we see it Or recognize it or not he is at the helm of the leadership role for the church of Jesus Christ and he's working all things together for our good remember that word all it's the biggest word in the English language because there's not anything that's not connected with all praise God Good to see you this morning. I'm glad you're here. Uh, those of us men that went to the Men Under Construction Conference uh, were blessed. It was so great to get in a room full of men and just let iron sharpen iron. And Pastor Jerry did a great job Friday night on the Word, as he always does. You know, a lot of pastors have three points, you know, but he had about 20. And uh, it's good to see him. He's, he's doing well. Uh, Antonetta was with him. And so I haven't seen her in a while, so I was glad to see her, and she's always cheerful and own it. And uh, praise God, Pastor Anthony and Ashley, who are the Pastors of Remnant Church. Uh, we have a real connection with them. I'm gonna be preaching for them next Sunday. And um, I wanna get him over here sometime. So uh, got to, who was it this morning? Somebody said something about Connect Church. I'm sorry, I forgot who it was. Okay. believe you did thank you so much for just doing that the pastor of connect church in midwest city was there and i met him and got to have a few minutes with him and he wants to have a cup of coffee or hamburger or something together so we'll get that done um, just really really good we we are in the infancy maybe even the um, the the womb time (laughs) of a men's ministry here at church and the same thing for women's ministry. You pray about that if you would, and we're gonna see things manifest in the next few months. And uh, in fact, I I really feel led to start something off with the men immediately. I felt like that was the impetus, Uh, and a couple of us have talked about that to to get us off the ground and going. And uh, in October, when the Smithies are here from Texas, uh, there's going to be a special Saturday morning for men and women, both. So Pastor Cory will be with the men, of course, and Pastor Rochelle will be with the women. So these things are all kind of building up to uh, 2024 when we can see and have uh, those things that minister to your specific needs. And, and that's so good. We're, we're, we're seeing God build up ministries in people. And there's, those gifts will be recognized and taken full advantage of because that's what I remember we read last week, that gift is for other people that we have. So we need to share that gift Amen. and uh, let Jesus do what he wants to do with it. So I'm really uh, enthused about that and looking forward to the moves of the Holy Spirit. Who had, And I've got it off the order of worship today, but who's got a testimony? Real quick, somebody with testimony passing out tracks. Tell me, somebody tell me about it so come on I know everybody's doing it right
1: go ahead young man Uh, uh, it was last week Uh, teachers were preparing and one of the teachers came up and going through a real difficult time her husband had passed away two years ago and have children and now some of the children are leaving the house to go on their own and so she was really going through a difficult time. One of the daughters was there. And uh, door opened. And I began to minister and pray to her. And she was holding on to things. And I was sharing with her the, the uh, message I had given several weeks ago about holding on. What are you holding on to? And then I began to, uh, I thought, you know, this is something of their future. This is something, you know, what are you thinking about? And so I gave her the, the uh, uh, track. And that deals with, you know, what are you thinking about? Where are you, you going to go? What's going to happen? And she began to break down. I was able to pray. I was able to share with her other things that, that might be a resource for her. So God did a great work. Amen. He did a great work. And I used that right there, you know, as, as something. It doesn't necessarily say, come to church of tomorrow. It just says, you know, what what are your thoughts? You know, what are you thinking? So, Yeah. I actually I had two and so I went through Sonic happy hour yeah and the woman who was fixing my drink I was going through the drive through and you know that's that I don't know glass thing opens and shuts and it shut on her and when it shut on her it knocked my drink over so she picked it up and you know, she was trying to clean it all off so I took my tip and put it inside the track and handed it to her and told her thank you
0: Amen. Also,
1: also one more quick um, HK, my father-in-law was in the hospital And we're in the waiting room Because they thought he was dying And he didn't And hallelujah <laughs> and so In the waiting room There's this family gathering Because someone was dying Anyway, Cammie pulls out a track Lays it on the table right there for him And we slip out And I come back later And the track's gone
0: Amen, <laughs> praise God I did that one time the guy dropped it so (laughs) I have news for you if you pass out X number tracks 10, 100, 1000 none of those people may ever come to here but God will be faithful and he will complete the work that he started in that and God will bring us other people And God will talk to their hearts and this could be an entrance into their salvation that you'll get to hear about in heaven not not until then just a seed sown a seed watered a seed in faith believe that these little things touch people's lives and give them everywhere tips is a great deal Uh, every time I go to a restaurant and tip I always leave one of these Um, the the uh, people that seat you, they they get them too. They don't necessarily get a tip, but they get one of these too. Praise God. So take advantage. We still happen to have some. Okay. So um, if we will just make sure we got plenty of these up there, I know we had some this, uh, yesterday. I was checking it, but uh, we need we need you to be a participant in that. Just make it a lifestyle. Just give them out to people. Hey, here's a little something I like to share with you. Here's a little something I'd like to share with you. Here's a little something I'd like to share with you. And, and people, I have not had anybody other than smile and say thank you. Okay? Now, one day somebody may say, rawr, 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 that's fine. I believe in casting devils out, so glory to God. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power that's in your word and Holy Spirit for igniting it in our hearts and lives and in our minds. And emotions in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. praise God men's meeting was great you're gonna to get to hear from uh, pastor Reverend Kelly next week amen. and actually you get him twice this uh, next month so uh, you'll get a double anointing from him uh, praise God uh, we are going to do water baptism on the 10th of September. We didn't do it this last time because nobody signed up, but now we have three people that want to get baptized. So on the 10th. Uh, so if, if you do, please put it on a connect card and send it and put it, just drop it in the box. Um, don't just tell somebody. Uh, always put things like that in writing or send us a text or a note or an email uh, because we don't want to forget that. Uh, that you're involved in that so uh, be sure and do that so on Monday when we go through everything we don't overlook something because we forgot it. Amen. Hallelujah. And many other things coming up the next several months it's going to be a great roll and so um, I'm glad you're on board so let's go. We uh, said the name of the message this morning is Jesus to the Rescue and that's obviously what we want to do, I also want to make that the title because we want to do uh, is uh, Healing for Today, Part 6. So is Healing for Today, Part 6. Is Jesus going to do what he said he would do? He is on the way to rescue anyone and everyone who needs it, praise God. He doesn't run out of rescue ventures. Hallelujah. A lot of talk today about mental health in the world. A lot of people are speaking about it. The news media is talking about it. Um, Various people, commentators that uh, do podcasts and blogs and all the kind of stuff you see on the internet and everything, a lot of people talking about mental health. And it's a matter that people are actually realizing, hey, something's wrong. It needs to be handled, it needs to be taken care of. And we wanna make sure that we're doing our part to be able to present those things done. Anxiety, suicide, addictions, divorce, broken homes, homelessness, drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, money, natural disasters, plus made up stuff. Arguments. Rage. Pastor Kelly and I had a man uh, send a little birdie our way yesterday. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, we have seen anarchy in some of the places in our country in the last several years. Just loss of control. Law enforcement doesn't have it in control. Nobody has it in control. Buildings rioted, burned. Windows crashed in. People go in help themselves to whatever they want to get. It's just all a bunch of minds that are restless and are not attached and are not focused on things that matter, but they're focused on the issues instead. And that is a lot of our problem, of course, in the world. But after all, what can you expect from the world? And and how is the church gonna, how's it gonna handle, how's it gonna do with these things? We're all living in the world, saved, unsaved, Living of the world, one should expect what you get from the world. Living of the world, one should expect what you get from the world. Living of the world is what one should expect to get from the world but living of the kingdom, we're supposed to take authority over demonic entities. We win every battle that we fight because the war has already been won. If you didn't know it, we are in the war spiritually. Some people are saying that right now America is in World War III and I totally agree with that because we don't see the bombs going off. Well, we do in some places, but World War III wise, but it's happening technologically and financially. And that thing it's hidden will be revealed. And that's something that we all need to be aware of, but not afraid of. The question is, Since our King has already run the war, will we fight it? Will we enforce it? The victory that He's given us. Jesus has given us the victory. Let no claims be brought up against that. We have the victory. John 16, 29. Keep in mind, this is just right before the cross, time-wise, okay? He's talking to the disciples. Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Hey, good luck boys there. We appreciate you after three years realizing where Jesus is from. Verse 31, Jesus replied, do you now believe? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave all, you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Prophecy to be fulfilled the next few days. I have told you these things so that in me, in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. King Jimmy says, tribulation, but take heart, but take heart, I have overcome the world he said. Make no mistake about it, no doubt about it. Jesus has overcome the world. I'd like to make sure that we keep in mind two point, two viewpoints or worldviews. There's a worldview of what the world says, there's a worldview of what the Bible says. And we can walk according to either one. And some of us uh, have a tendency to, you know, maybe go around a little bit here, a little bit there. Nobody in this church, we're talking the video. Jesus has overcome the world. And if we have the proper worldview, which is in the Bible, the most recent document that you'll ever have, it's always a day ahead of the news and everybody else, everything else. A kingdom worldview is a victory worldview. A, an abundant life that you're speaking it out when you speak. That you're seeing it through your inner vision, inner eyes, so to speak. That it's the Zoe or the God kind of life. But we still have to enforce the victory We must be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Remember, this is a spiritual warfare that we're in it. It is a war with unseen foes. And we must make declarations. And we must take advantage of what Jesus told us to do. When we have a worldview, we don't have those tools. We're fighting against spiritual foes in the flesh, in our own intelligence. We lose. But... When we fight in the spirit, using the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the blood of Jesus Christ and the name of Jesus, we win because it's already been won for us. Amen. The question is, can we as Christians get aside from this, hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, what's up? Yeah, everything's fine, man. You liars. How about if you said, you know, I need prayer. Or I need agreement. I can't wait for worship. I can't wait to hear the word. I can't wait to jump into my Bible. Yes. Yeah, when you jump into the Bible, your Bible jumps into you. Amen. <laughs> To know him, to fellowship with him, to know him inside and out. That's what we all need. And the things that are going on in the world should bring us to our knees literally, that we exercise our God given abilities. Do we care about our brothers and sisters? Do we really care about it? Do you you have somebody sometime, you you say, hey, how you doing? They go, "Uh, uh, good. Can you look them in the face and say, how are you really doing? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Well, maybe that's not the time or the place. There's another hour or day or whatever. Follow up. Don't let that go. Okay, don't let that go. Use discernment. And if, and if they're just, maybe they're thinking about something else and they are fat, they'll tell you. But no, let them know the door is open. The door to my heart is open to you. Will you like to take a little time with it? Let me pray for you. And this is, a, this is a good one. What would you like me to pray for you today? How can I pray for you today? tell me tell me what you want me to agree with you on that that gets powerful because you're not a, you're not coming through as a know it all you're not coming through as you know the prophet Elijah trying to you know find out this or that you're coming across as a brother or sister of the lord you're coming across somebody that needs a little help lifting up their hands and we are the one that jesus has put in that position to be able to be the assistance, the aid, the one that comes alongside them and can agree with them in Jesus name. Notice that I read the word trouble. Jesus said, "In the world you will have trouble." Well, let's read some more about trouble. James 5:13. James 5:13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Same Greek word, by the way. Is anyone among you in trouble? We're not talking about getting ready to go to the penitentiary, but it could be. Okay. Let them pray. Anybody in here today? If you're in trouble, pray. Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? That doesn't just include physical sickness. It includes what's between your ears. If there is anything there. Just making sure you're smiling. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make them well. If you're... In trouble, the Lord can make you well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. How many ever sinned? How many besides me in here sin? One, two, three, four. Okay, most of you have. <clears throat> Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. If, if somebody, has ticked you off, or you know that you've ticked somebody else off, why don't you just tell them, I'm sorry, this is not worth our friendship. This is not worth our fellowship. This is not worth our time together. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We need to pray for each other. We need to listen to each other. We need to talk to each other. And it needs to be over something other than making a cake or putting brakes on the front of your car. Those things are fine but there's more to it than that. What's the last time you talked to another Krishna about you? Maybe you haven't taken advantage of the word study that you didn't do. It's there waiting for you. The word's still in the book. Sick. Is any among you sick? Asineo is a Greek word. Strong says it's to be feeble in any sense. Tasting, one, two, three. Tasting, I mean, testing. (laughs) King James translates as be diseased, impotent folk, sick, be made, or be weak. You can be weak mentally, you can be weak emotionally. You can be weak in your physical body. It really doesn't make any difference. The same scripture references are good for all of it. It's from a word called asinase, which is strengthless in various applications, literal, figurative, moral. The King James translates it, more feeble, impotent, sick, without strength, weak, weaker, weakness. Vine says it's impotent, especially weak. You know, if you get depressed, you're weak. If you get sad and lonely, you're weak. You don't have to just be weak because you have a physical need. Matthew ten five. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter in darkness any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim the message, the kingdom of heaven is come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. That little section of scripture right there, uh, four verses, is powerful. First of all, that word asineo, we just talked about, is used there. And it's heal the sick. Okay. Uh, it mentions demons, which tells us that we're in a spiritual war. And how? let's think about that for a minute. How does the devil attack you? Well, he attacks you, first of all, mentally. Mentally. Do you know you're... Cognitive abilities sometimes dictate whether you feel good physically or not. If you're low in your soul, you're going to probably be low in your body. You're probably not going to be physically where you need to be if you have a solical issue. It doesn't mean that everybody that's got a physical issue has got a solical issue, but could be. Sometimes you just had a bumblebee sting you or something. You know, that's quite different. We cannot blame it all on the devil. Why not? Who did God blame in the garden? He made the devil, didn't he? He made the snake, didn't he? Yeah. Who do we blame? Adam! Adam! Where are you? Oh, oh Lord, I'm oh, oh, right here. Oh, 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 I'm hiding, I didn't want you to see me without my, my, any clothes on. Well, I've seen it before. In fact, I put it together, Adam. Come on out here, we gotta talk. Bring your wife with you. Yeah, put it right on the person. Adam had a choice. The devil was just giving him some thoughts. It amazes me when he said... Or excuse me. When the Bible says that that Eve saw the fruit. That it was good to eat. See, the lust of the eyes came right in. Choo! Saw the fruit. We've got to be watchful in our eyes. What we're looking at. Because the eyes is the entrance to our soul... It's liable to go inside you and go down in your heart when you look at the wrong things. Okay. If you have any real questions about uh, the responsibility for the knowledge of the Lord, by the way, I just thought I'd throw this one in there because we don't have time to do everything today. But we are responsible for what we know. And we are responsible for what we should know. You can check out Hosea 4, 6 and that complete scripture before and after that about what happens to people who don't have the knowledge of the Lord. Moving right along. Okay, make sure, first of all, that you know where your mental health is. Be honest with yourself. If you're married, talk to your spouse. Ask them what they think. Ask people that are close to you, significant other, And I hope that you have somebody that you continually talk to. If you don't, you should. That's one thing that came out in this men's meeting last night. Jerry Campers was very specific about it. He said, I have people over me, I have people under me. And he actually said that I kicked him in the bootay every now and then. And that's a father-son kick. (laughs) We all need it. Sometimes I get irritated at Doc when I'm talking to him. on Zoom, he can't hit me, so I'm okay there. But he'll tell me something. How come you're telling me that? I tell people that all the time. Because I need it. Because I need it. I have somebody that I can share my soul with that's not going to put it on social media. Okay. But it's going to take it to heart and speak godly words over me and maybe you give me some suggestions thoughts boy Doc can do that all day long that's good that's the reason I've got him It's the reason he's in my life you need to have other people that you can talk to you need to have people you can share the, the tough stuff with maybe it's a sister or brother maybe it's a parent If you're a parent, don't download on your child. But we've got to have that. We've got to come clean with people. We've got to be transparent. We've got to be real. Phony is baloney. And we want to put on this good-looking show. You know that a person who's a hypocrite, that comes from the Greek word that means a player who is in an act on stage. That's a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. The hypocrites are not hip with it. That's one of those Kelly-type songs. We need to make sure where our mental health is so we can help other people. We need to make sure that our family's mental health is where it needs to be. Help heal the sheep. And number three, it's our responsibility to take it to the world. Help them change their thinking. I was on a panel of about eight pastors yesterday morning, and the the pastor right next to me brought out the meaning of repent. He says, change your thinking. I said, thank you. He knows what it really means. It doesn't mean, I'm sorry. (coughs) Maybe you should be sorry. But we need to change your thinking. That's what John the Baptist preached. That's what Jesus preached. That's what Peter preached. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We change our thinking. We can take up the kingdom worldview rather than the world worldview. I always like the way they fill up water bottles these days. They made them less plastic and fill them with water so they'll still be strong. Until you open them, they go all over the table. Hallelujah. Now, what is it that we take? Virtually everything that the Bible shows us is sick shows us that God, the healer, remember it's the same one that has been given authority over when we come talking about the devil. He's the same devil, no matter if it's sickness, no matter if it's mental, whatever, he's involved in it, or the world system that we're of has been uh, evolved in it. I just had water sprayed up out of the. Glory to God! <laughs> The promises that God gave us answers sickness, weakness, and the stupid that we've been overtaken with. I heard a video the other day where an atheist was in a debate talking and making fun of Christians because they believed of demons and the supernatural. And yet he's a prime example of what demons and the supernatural do to you. To deceive you and to blind your eyes. The devil loves that kind of stupid. We have to do what? We have lots, there's lots of answers here, but we take authority, like I said earlier, with the word, the blood, and the name. That's part of the way that we release the kingdom of heaven on earth. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. He will scat. Scat, right? In Jesus' name. We must first educate ourselves and then educate others. We must ask ourselves, do we really care about others? Do we really care about our brothers and sisters? Do we really care about the lost? Do we? You need to answer that for yourself. And your actions and words will tell you whether you actually do care for others or not by what you say and do around other people. Good place to say amen. We stay on the subject when talking to others. Bring up the Lord. Bring up men, women, marriage, family, whatever. Go back and over these things. So that you're knocking on the door of their heart to be able to make reference to things, that makes it easier for them to talk about those things. Maybe somebody's having difficulty in their marriage. Well, you don't have to come out and say, you're having difficulty in your marriage. You can, have to, you can say something about your marriage. I talk about my wife all the time. She's in heaven watching over me. i got to be good. And I mention things that she would say. You know, and, and she corrects me all the time. I hear her say, Dan. And I'm, yes, ma'am. You know, I, I, I'm ready to move and change. <laughs> to re- I repent. I change my thinking. <laughs> but that's good. Because I heard it a few thousand times before. It's stuck in me. But it's needful. We need to be able to be in an attitude where we can realize where we really are. We judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their actions. Don't judge yourself by your intentions. Judge yourself by what you do, what you say, what comes out of your mouth. It not do me any good to judge the guy that let the little birdie fly away. <laughs> but he sure needs to. Oh, yeah, he had a Christian school bumper sticker on the back of his vehicle. That really is a, not a good witness. Types of churches are like families there's dysfunctional churches, there's dysfunctional families, there's healthy families. Healthy churches? Where's the Father, Son, and Spirit in your life? Where's the Bible? What about love? Everybody talks about love and nobody knows what it means. Laying down your life for your friends. And that word in the Greek is suke, which means your soul. It doesn't mean going to the cross. It means would you stop and take time to help this person? Would you, if you've got twenty bucks, and they don't have any, give them that twenty dollars you got? Because maybe you know how to believe for it, or maybe you've got a way to get another twenty, and they may not. Honesty. Can, can can we stand before the Lord, and let the laser of His eyes penetrate our hearts? Will there be anything left? Happiness or joy? Are we happy? Or are we joyful? Happiness goes up and down. It's just like a roller coaster. Joy is there all the time. Whether this is smiling or not, it's not smiling, I still have the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Amen. Peace. Parents and children, how do they get along? Closed and open relationships. Secrets. Oh, well, you know. I remember a pastor that another pastor told me about. I knew the guy, and he was this was back in the VCR days, and he was watching movies, and when his teenage boy entered the room, he fast forwarded. That's a lot of good, huh? Oh, that's really integrity, isn't it? Get that stuff out of your house if you can't let somebody else see it. What about abuse? Addictions. Parents. Children have addictions. There's a lot of children that have screen addictions. And some of those children are 30 and 40. Sexual addictions doesn't mean that they have to be in a relationship with anybody but themselves. Anger? Rage? Do they get, somebody get ticked off because you smiled at them? Lack of knowledge, lack of care? Investigate. What's going on? What's going on with the man in the mirror? What's going on with the woman in the mirror? What's going on with what you say and what you do all day long? Don't try to fix them. The Lord is the fixer but you are an arrow. You know, one way, and you go, one way, which way? You need an arrow on that sign. One way this way, one way this way. And we can be that arrow so many times. Tell them who they are or who they can be in Christ Jesus. Focus on identity in Christ, who you are in Him, but even more so, who He is in you. That's my identity. A guy called me a cracker one time, and I said, I'm not, that didn't bother me a bit. How come it doesn't? I said, because it doesn't identify me. It's not where I find my identity. It's not the source of my life. It's not who is telling me what I am. Amen. Jesus Christ is the one who tells me what I am. Amen. Submit to God. Praise God. Boundaries. Do we have righteous boundaries in our lives? Well, I'm just going to drink one at a time. I had an uncle that uh, back in the late, late 40s, he had a kidney taken out, which means he had one left. And the, the uh, doctor told him, you can't, he had a tendency to drink a lot. And his doctor said, you can't drink anymore, no alcohol. So he wanted to live. Didn't drink alcohol until about ten years later. Another doctor told him, "Well, it's okay if you had a beer every now and then." So he'd go buy a six pack and not drink it until Friday night, and drink the whole six pack on Friday night. That's an addict. John eight thirty one. Love this section of scripture, very applicable to us. In this subject. John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. They answered him, We're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Big, big misconception that's all over the place In this day and world. Jesus replied. Verse 34. Verily truly I say to you. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. You see what he's saying there? You're a slave to sin. You're not in Christ. Or you shouldn't be. A son belongs to it forever. If you've got issues like addictions in Christ, Jesus can and will set you free. That's not my promise. That's his promise. His promise. I said it's his promise, not mine. Praise God. Verse 36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. So if the sun sets you free, you will be indeed free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you're looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Some people are trying to kill Jesus today. They can't do it, but they try to do it by killing his word. Oh, the Bible doesn't say, oh, that Bible was written to other people. That Bible's been changed. It's been modified. All this kind of junk. bunch of lies. The word of God shall stand forever. It'll not fade. It'll not grow weak. The word of God will go forth and accomplish what it's sent to do. It will prosper in what he sends it and in what you send it. My mother's prayers are still being answered 14 years after she went to be with heaven. At 101. Praise God. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your Father, i.e., devil. These guys weren't saved yet, but they're getting ready to have the opportunity, and all but one of them took it. This speaks of our souls. If you continue in the Word, teaching knowledge and our will our soul has mind will emotions mind supposed to be the mind of Christ will that's our chooser and emotions will we follow the Lord or will we follow the flesh which is having fun with the devil what will we do will we choose correctly first Thessalonians Thessalonians five sixteen. Rejoice always. You better be rejoicing, I'm reading it. <laughs> Rejoice always. <clears throat> Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them. Hold on to what is good. Reject what is harmful. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and He will do it. Strong's defines the word. This defined is uh, uh, sanctify, uh, agiato, to make holy, ceremonially, ceremonially purify or consecrate. Mentally to venerate. It actually means mentally to venerate. And what's venerate mean? It means to uh, respect in in holiness, great respect, reverence, revere. Vine says sanctification is also used in the New Testament of the separation of the believer from evil things and ways. This sanctification is God's will for the believer and his purpose in calling him by the gospel. It must be learned from God as he teaches it by his word. And it must be pursued by the believer earnestly and undeviantly don't deviate from the word of God. Don't quit pursuing. Believe it. Be earnest about it. The word of God is the bread of life. If you're not eating the word of God, you're not eating bread. Not the bread of life. And then the word um uh, uh, it, it comes from is used, meaning a separation to God. So it's a separation from the evil, and it's a separation to God, a consecration if you would. The course of life benefiting those so separated, and to which their sole title is the death of Christ. Dead to me, alive to him. See how the word affirms itself? This is my first closing. For the holy character... Haji Esun is something like that. It's not vicarious. It cannot be transferred or imputed. It is an individual possession... Built up little by little... As the result of obedience to the word of God. And the following the example of Christ... In the power of the Holy Spirit. You see... Somebody said, well, it's a bunch of rules. I just don't like Christianity. It's a bunch of rules. You got to do this. You can't do that. That's where you're missing it. I like chocolate. When I eat chocolate, I want some chocolate again. And I don't like milk chocolate anymore. I like dark chocolate. It's a little bit of sugar. Brings up the flavor. I've got to be careful here. I'm telling everybody I'm a alcoholic. I'm a recovering chocoholic. I'm not recovering yet. When we eat the Word of God, it becomes part of us. The Word calls it engrafted. So I eat the Word. What do I do? I read the Word. I meditate on the Word. I memorize the Word. I'm eating Jesus. I'm putting it in me because He is the Word. You see, all this runs together, and you say, "What? Just do it. Meditate on the word. Read the word and meditate on it. Memorize it. Declare it over yourself and over your family. Declare the word of God. Not what in the blank did you do that for you, child? No. What do we do? We bless our kids and we discipline our kids." In a loving, caring way. We don't knock them across the room. We deal with it one thing at a time. But we want to build them up so that they learn to obey God. That's what it is. When I help a friend, somebody in the church, bring out something. I don't do it because I don't like them. I don't do it to lord it over them. I do it to give them a little more emphasis on the choices that they can make. And if I do love them, I will say that. And if I don't love them, I'll just say, oh, I don't talk to them about that. They may not accept me. Well, don't lose your brother. Don't lose your sister. Why don't you give it to them and see if that soaked down in them. And do it in a respectful way. A respectful way. How does God treat you? Then slap you down, He brings His word to you. John 17:15, we'll close here. This is what could be called Jesus' high priestly prayer. It's uh, either in the garden or right, right before the garden, maybe right after. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world. Jesus prayed to the Father that he doesn't take us out from this world, but that you protect them from the evil one. We will have protection from the evil one. I don't care who who says what and whatever, all the books are written and everything else. We will be protected. And your, your opening of your heart is nothing more than your faith. To believe that God's big enough to do what he said he'd do. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Can you say that you're sanctifying yourself for the sake of those you love? Or you're sanctifying yourself. That means to be separated from the evil thing. It means to totally engulfed to what God wants. Because it's the best thing for you. And in that process, you're doing it not just for yourself. You're doing it for somebody else that you love and care about. A brother, sister, in the Lord. Extended family. Somebody that's lost. And you're praying for them. And you make little comments every now and then. And they watch your walk. You can't walk the walk that they're walking and help expect them to see that there's a difference I, I, i'll try that one again you cannot walk the walk that your lost people friends and uh, acquaintances are walking you can't walk that same walk and expect them to say oh that's a good christian yeah. you need to shine bright morning star. get up and get going honey yeah, yeah be ahead of the game This may bring some new meaning to each of us as we think about and meditate on John chapter 1 where it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Is the word flesh in you? Are you putting the word in you so that you are becoming a walking man or woman of the word? You don't have to memorize the whole Bible next week, but you ought to get a scripture or two and continue and continue. It is the Word of Jesus Himself, the Bible, the Word of God. Now, Jesus is more than the Bible. But the word is the word. And he is called the word of God. He's faithful and true it says in Revelation. Seek him. Read the word. Meditate the word. Memorize the word. Declare the word. And make winning a game. How many of y'all played some kind of a card game chess or uh, dominoes or something? Monopoly. Um, cootie. Cootie. <laughs> The boys like to play that one for some reason, I don't know, but when they're about six. <laughs> Have fun with the one in the world. Love them. Be kind to them. Que paso, camasita? See, I know she listens. <laughs> Uh, praise God. What we're going to do right now is we're going to receive communion. And, uh, we want it to be a real special time for you. Um, uh, a meaningful time. And the first thing that I would like for us to think about is the fact that we can receive communion anytime, any day, anywhere. Now, we can do it with your spouse, significant other, a friend, You can do it with the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Okay? But there's got to be meaning in it for you. It's not just something you do to prove how religious you are or how saintly you are. It's something that you do because you're wanting to celebrate the death of Jesus Christ who rose again from the dead for you. So that's what we're trying to do. And we're going to ask the people to come forward that are going to be serving the elements along with uh, Pastor Kelly. And what we're going to do is just going to invite you up here and let you um, gather around the people you want to gather around. Make it a little groupy thing, your own little clique or however you want to say it. And we want this to be significant in your life. We want you to know when you are sick, weak, sick mentally, sick physically, you're weak, you can take it and be healed. You can take it when you're anything but those things because you're recognizing Jesus Christ and what he did. This should be significant. It's not something we do the first Sunday of every month or every week or whatever. As often as the Holy Spirit leads, we want to do this. And we want it to be significant for you. So I'll ask everybody to stand up if you would please. Pastor Kelly, would you come? And then just slip out of the aisles and come forward and stand uh, facing one of these four people. You're not one of them because you don't have anything in your hand. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Come forward. We'll have ushers next time maybe because we're we're seeing that. Just uh, stay up front. Okay, thank you. Benny, Benny, step here, please. Yeah, be with us. Somebody grab Benny by the shirt tail and pull him over. Yeah, you count, brother. You count big. Look at me. You count big. Serious. Aye. The Apostle Paul says, For I received from the Lord what was also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this blood, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Come on, join us, Jay. Come on up. You proclaim it. You're proclaiming it to yourself, to every other person in this room, the principalities and darknesses. You claim it to the Lord. It's a proclamation. That's the reason that you can get healed from doing this because the devil can't stand it. He has to skedaddle. So then whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. In other words, uh, if you're holding something against someone, somebody has injured you mentally or emotionally, then forgive them. If they're not here, ask them. Uh, if they're not here, Make sure you do ask them, but tell the Lord right now that you're going to forgive them and follow through with it. If they're here right now, you can walk up to them and say, you know, I'm sorry. I've been holding something against you. Let's get it out. Let's get it through. Let's get it out of our lives. Jesus is trying to heal you. Would you let him? He's trying to heal people emotionally. Mentally and physically, it says that is why among you are the weak and sick, and a number of have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. The Holy Spirit will bring to your thoughts. Pastor Kelly's going to pray in just a minute. Let him bring to your thoughts conviction. It's no good. If you swallow some dirt, spit it out. Don't don't keep on going with it. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Those who are hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. All they were doing was... People there that couldn't get through that, that couldn't afford it or wouldn't do it. So, have a big breakfast. Discern the body. It's standing right around you. The body was on the tree, it's not there any longer. The body of Christ. The body of Christ today, Jesus is, is his people. The body of Christ is right here in this circulation of people discern where do you stand with them do you love them this is the sweetest most loving church that I've ever been in and I praise God for that but we're not perfect yet he's still working on me am I inspiring you okay be the person I'm supposed to be. Don't quit, Jesus. Kelly, would you bless the elements, please?
1: Father, we thank you for the body that was crucified on the cross, the stripes that were placed on the body, the crown of thorns that were placed on your head. The many things, Lord, that we may not even know that took place, Father, in those hours. Father, we thank you for the body that was broken for us. We partake, Father God, of the bread symbolizing your body. As we do, Father, we know, Father, that we are made whole. Your brokenness, brings us wholeness. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Just one drop, just one drop is enough. And it completely cleanses and deals with all sin. And so we thank you for the cleansing that is taking place even now as we partake. Thank you for the blood Such cost, such cost, and we thank you and receive it, remembering your death. In Jesus' mighty name, you may partake.
0: And you can rejoice that you're eating raised bread because he's been raised. That's important. That's what the Greek denotes. It's just meaningful. If you don't know it, you can't let it be meaningful to you. Father, I thank you for this day you've given us to bring glory to the name of Jesus, let's go ahead right now and celebrate one more time with this song. And um, let let Jesus heal you right where you are. The Holy Spirit is here. He is your healer. He is Rafa. Jehovah Jireh means, or excuse me, Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who is my healer. Jesus is your healer. Let him heal you.
1: Wow, what an amazing uh, morning we've had. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Didn't quite get there yet, did we? Hallelujah. 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 Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, it says, Do not store up yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and uh, vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moth and vermin don't destroy, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As we give today, remember uh, to give. Give to the Lord. Give generously. Hallelujah. For he's a generous God. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. The ways we give, of course, are located on online uh, through text. And then, of course, if you want to use the envelopes there in the back, we have them available for you. Uh, Some other announcements briefly on this Wednesday. Everyone say "This this Wednesday. We're going to go over tips and aids to study your Bible. And how many of you know that uh, it's important to read and study your word? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we'll be uh, doing some snacks at 6.45 starting at 7 p.m. So we would enjoy having you uh, join with us. Uh, we have September the 10th coming up is going to be uh, a water baptism, as Pastor Dan shared Uh We have some people who would like to get water baptized. If you're wanting to be a part of that, then let us know so that uh, we can uh, bring you in and have that experience brought to you as well. I also want to remind you that next Sunday I'll be ministering. Pastor Dan will be ministering uh, in another church. And so we want to uh, be faithful to um, where we're, uh, our local body. Yes? Amen. And then uh, the last thing I want to bring to your attention before we dismiss this morning is we have a church library, uh, three books I've just pulled out, Dutch Sheets, uh, How to Pray for Lost Loved Ones, Seeking All of Finding Jesus, uh, and then uh, also Reinhard Bonnke's book, Before He Passed, Even Greater. We have several of them that are located there in the back. If you're interested, take them. Just let us know that you're taking it. You know that you want to read it. and But it's available for you. It's another resource. Amen. Stand, everybody. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and honor you for the word that has been uh, brought forth today. We ask and thank you that it's put on fertile soil. We thank you, Father. We take it, receive it, we'll process it. And uh, in addition to that, we then will release it as your Holy Spirit shows us throughout this week. And we just thank you for the people who will come our way, that we'll be able to minister to in some way, shape or form. And we'll see the kingdom advance and grow because of it. And we just thank you. Hallelujah. Uh, We're just desiring for 200, Father, in this body in Jesus name. And so we just thank you. We'll do our part and we love you. And we release the people with your blessing in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for coming. We'll see you next time.